You're listening to Drinking on the Job, D-O-T-J. I'm your host, John Coyle. Drinking on the Job is a toast to the culture of food, wine, and all things fermented. We'll be talking with winemakers, musicians, artists, late-night bartenders, scoundrels, and more. It's time to grab a glass before its last call. Ralph Elswing has been a premier photographer for over 25 years. He has worked at Newsweek, National Geographic, and for eight years as the White House photographer under Bill Clinton. More than that, he's a connector. He brings people together and spends every day learning and hustling. He has a lot to share with us. Yes, I'm still up in Wellfleet. Yes, I'm still on vacation. Are you jealous? I'm two weeks sitting on the beach, hanging out, shucking oysters, hanging out with my buddy Ralph, who's here today. Good to be with you Thank in Wellfleet. That is a beautiful place. This is where we met 15, 14 years ago, right? Extraordinary. Friendship yeah. is it's all about friendship. True, true. Uh, so the wine today. As you know, we pair the wine to the person. So what did I pick today? I picked Chaut de Prodigy. It's a French wine from the Loire Valley. Nice. Southern terrain. Like Chenin Blanc. Uh, I think Chenin Blanc is very cool. It pairs well with a bunch of stuff. Like Ralph, is a connector. It brings people together. Uh, has an amazing long history, an interesting history, like Ralph again. Um, it is super vogue in the Psalm world, uh, particularly in New York City, uh, and rightfully so. It's a wine of power, complexity, has this woolly kind of texture to it. Um, it's grown in Vouvray, it's grown in Sauvignon, but look for Chenin Blanc. This is your summer white that I'm going to tell you should be drinking. Uh, this producer in particular, I think Zev Ravine brings in as the importer. Uh, good job, Zev. Chaut uh, Protégé. Tête de gondola. Uh, so let's taste the wine, Ralph. Well, let's first to- toast each other. Absolutely, man. Making the good life. Absolutely. Thank That's you for this. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Wow. Rich, Just, complex. Still great acid, right? Juicy. I say next uh, time we do this, we're just going to have the guy shucking the oysters as we do wow, this. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. We gotta just we gotta go right that's, we gotta go right to the Wellfleet Raw. Oh my god, that's exactly what we should have done, right? It's just had some oysters sitting here. God, all right. Every uh, sip deserves as, a clam. As they say in Boston, I'm a retard. Yeah, I'm retarded. I should have thought of that. What the hell was I thinking about? Shock, get yeah. out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> shock. You gotta love that. You moron. What are you moron? Get out of the water. There's a shock. Marconi Beach, an hour. What are you doing? You think it's okay? Get out of the water, you moron. Love my son loves the Boston accent. Loves Go Sox. He does he does a great Sox are kicking ass. I'm the Yankee uh, fan. It's hard to say that. <laughs> On the Cape. Exactly, yeah. so I I was sitting with the uh an oyster farmer yesterday and he was like, Yeah, there's like two hundred and one reasons to hate the Yankees. We didn't list them. Didn't have all day. But anyway, so it's good to be up in Sox territory being a native Bostonian myself. Um so let's talk about your life in the beginning, okay? Um, we have some interesting parallels, and n- not all, but some. Um, That's high cotton, John. You I are say <laughs> parallel to you is high cotton, baby. Uh, so uh, tell, tell us about in the beginning your childhood. I know you had some tragedy um, with your father, Ralph Alswang Sr., who was yeah. a pretty famous uh, theater designer, set designer, um, and. Um, Tell, tell us just well it starts starts way back in an incredibly underprivileged world of Westport Connecticut <laughs> golf courses swimming pools you oh. know parties interesting about my parents both were blacklisted so I didn't understand how you know you get from blacklisted to Westport Connecticut but 
they uh, passed away when I was young, so I can't ask that question. Uh, but um, blacklisted my, for just so supporting uh, communism were, in the fifties. As my father what? said, if you met my mother in a Greenwich Village apartment at the end of World War II, you too would have become a communist. <laughs> so my we mom was hard. My that. my uh, mom was a hardcore. Uh, gal after the depression uh, raised you know by a single kind of crazy mom dad grew up with a single mom and um, during the depression so really mm-hmm. formed them came out of that kind of a social justice uh, social contract kind of people about the world uh, they were both in in the arts dad was a theater designer um, he was when I was born in 1964 he was on tour with Harry Belafonte as his head lighting and scene designer right nice telegram from uh Things that we used to do in the old days. Hey, Betty, that's my mom. Glad you had Ralph. Awesome. Be home in a few months. Enjoy. Wow. Those, old school. That. So my mom was absolutely stunning, gorgeous uh, Jewish gal. Um, she was an incredible competitive swimmer through high school in New York City. And then in the during the war, she was a Victory Garden model. You know, put on the kind of the overall, sharp, you know, Brooklyn backstreet shovel, right. like, let's make some corn for the soldiers. Incredibly gorgeous. Then, um, so she was the beautiful Rosie the Riveter, exactly. Okay, right. and uh, so that that's that's it. Then, uh, you know, I was raised by them, uh, and they passed away. My dad, mom, passed away first from cancer, smoking. Awesome, awesome, right. awesome decision. Yeah, lost my mom to cancer. Same exact stuff. Couldn't yeah. put it down. My mom actually, when she was passing, said to me, "She goes, you know, if I could get one more cigarette now, it really wouldn't matter, would it? That's how." It, Addicting that stuff was. We Down were played, Down right? Yeah. So you know, I think so. That was it. Then my uh, dad t- passed away of a broken heart uh, ten months later, oh. and I moved in with my sister, who's seventeen years older than I am. So she raised me, uh, and then I went to that a little while. Then I went off to boarding school for a little while for wayward children. That got me squared away off to Bennington College, where I floundered for two years and right. found the calling of my life photography so actually let, let me just uh, backtrack just a little bit here because um i want to touch on something that's really interesting i find that so my father lost three of his brothers very tragically and then his mom passed away right. and then his father died of alcoholism just drank Rough. himself to death Rough. so my father never recovered he spent the entire his entire life with his yoke on his back uh, was the quiet man you know kind of irish quiet guy and uh, and his brother full on thrived, uh, international lawyer was at the wow. Vatican and right. the whole works. And I remember his sister was a very stern, had ten kids, right. you know, definitely Irish Catholic, ten kids. And she said, "Your dad was just kind of weak." And I thought wow. weak was like did two things. It put her in perspective. This was one strong, iron fisted woman raising ten children. Her husband was a salesman, always on the road. So. Uh, but for her to say that to her about her brother, which she later did recant at the end of his life, but I, I often thought like it's such a, it's amazing to me how people survive tragedies and come out successful and ahead of it. And my my uncle was like you, and which and I, which I have the gene for. I'm a connector. I connect people together, and so here's a toast to survival. Survival and connectors um, and family and humor, right? I mean, oh, every you, day. I mean, I mean, we laugh our asses off when we're together. Things I appreciate about you. Yeah. But that's that saved you. And your dad, because I read a little about your dad, he was the same kind of guy. My dad uh, used to favorite thing is you'd get in the you know, elevator with a nice guy like you. So, John, how's the business? Wine going well? Oh, things yeah. are great. Right. I said, you know, listen, next time I need an extra bottle if you want to touch me like that. I think it was a great night, but, like, <laughs> I need better wine. Right. And, you know, people would be looking around over like, 
I thought he's married. He goes, he is married. You know, but we can't be more open minded. You know, right. this isn't a full, you know, riding down the elevator or some right. fancy office building in New York. Right. Get out. Hey, blow your kid. See you tomorrow. Good, better bottle of wine. Right. And then walk out. So that was my. That was my so it was always like, who the hell is that guy? And then I want to know that guy. I just want to say that my dad had some really colorful characters in his life. Um, I don't know exactly how they made their money, but in New York, it was, you know, certain type of people. Dressed a certain type of certain last names, doing certain business. Mm-hmm. He worked on a, a theater project. And one of my favorite stories is in this theater where they were building it were a group of guys. And in the the theater wasn't complete, but the restaurant worked in the theater. I have no idea why, but mm-hmm. they were always and they were always eating certain things like really good veal chops, right? Big bottle of red wine. I have no idea if it was good right. wine or bad wine, but right. there was big bottles. All right. One of the guys walks over and he goes, "Ralph, come over here." I said, "I said yes, Mr. Johnny. What's up?" He goes, "Your father." That artist stuff. He does this stuff for us, but like, I need you to look better. Okay, you can't look like your father. So he goes, guys, give it. Everybody gave him. Everybody gave me twenty dollars. He goes, this. You get those those shoes where you put a penny in it. I want those next time I see you. Blue blazer pants. Okay, I don't want you looking like your dad. He said, but let me tell you, you're not supposed to be here. So I'm going to take you back to your dad. So we're walking back across the theater, and you know, the theater's kind of set up, and there was like right. a candy cart. Right. He goes, you like li- you like candy? I go, yeah. He goes, what do you like? I love licorice. He goes, okay, don't tell anybody. He gives the, the candy card an elbow, cracks the thing open. He goes, okay, don't tell your dad. <laughs> so I had a colorful life growing up. So that's the you know, that's Black the- licorice or red licorice? Always red. Through, yeah. You know, yeah. when I was younger, now it's just straight with the kids at the movie. band. I was younger, I was off. I was a little off the wagon. Yeah. I would suck milk right through it. Right. I was, uh, uh, I'm a black licorice guy. My kids always are giving me crap because they're like, dad. That's old man candy. Help yourself. Nobody's going to steal your black licorice. That we can promise you. I tell you, we can maybe start a whole artisanal wine movement where, like, you could use black licorice as a straw with the right wine. Oh, Suck hey, it, it could be a huge Why not? movement. Absolutely. Why not? With the right Actually, clubs and and you know, no plastic straws. Twizzlers. Perfect Are you timing. Listening? You got to help John Perfect out here. <laughs> uh, so boarding school. So you end up. You so you. Move in with your sister in New York City. Yeah. You're 14 years old. Well, from Westport, <clears throat> uh, I was up on the Upper West Side via Westport, Connecticut. Nice place, country clubs, all that good stuff. Right down to the Lower East Side on Fifth Street between 2nd and 3rd. It was a nice mixture between Hell's Angels, trying to run you over when you played a great game called Skelsies. It was either trying to dodge the Hell's Angels or the cop cars leading, leading the 5th Precinct. Right. So I feel very lucky to have grown up. I moved from a nice house in the country to a room about the size of a smaller than a prison cell. But it was it was a uh, it was an emotional time. I'm glad you know John thinks this stuff. You know this shows still a lot about John's upbringing that he finds that funny. The kid moves from a, from you know beautiful Westport Connecticut to like a cell, and both his parents are dead. That's funny. Yeah, no. more wine, more wine. That's what wine more, does, my friend. More wine. Oh. I love I love this Horatio Alger story we're listening to from because uh, now Ralph is uh, very successful. But actually, this is what gave you a grit, and this is what's missing from a lot of kids today: the grit. To be able to get through shit, to have a little bit of suffering, it's okay. Yeah. It, you know that's uh, that's what makes well, you I tough. Don't, they didn't work that part out in therapy, so I'm still I'm so I'm working that part out through my kids. And I think they're really. I can tell my daughter who's 13 and my son who's about to be 16. I think they really enjoy the grit part. Thank God, it's kind of like this wine that mm-hmm. John picked for us. I um, deep Southern kind of uh, piece of it. Oh, I married an incredible Southern bride who has brought up the whole family uh, intellectually. Clearly looks and uh, she's you know. a beautiful woman, yeah, and so we'll talk like, about her in a little bit because yeah. uh, you are a lucky man, and this is why I'm saying fortune has definitely shined on you, my friend. Um, 
So then you go to a boarding school, and did you last in boarding school? I did. It flourished. Went there. It was awesome. A lot of homeless, wayward children like me. <laughs> Parents were either divorced, dead, or acted like they were dead or divorced. Right. Uh, one of my favorite stories about boarding school, a kid kissed me, hey, what do you need for Christmas? I don't know. I said, okay, why don't you check it out? He calls home. Nobody's home. Their, their <laughs> parents left the country for like a break right. and left him by himself. Everything's – house service like, hey, you're cool. So a guy comes home with me. That's kind of boarding school. But it was great for me. I made lifelong friends. Uh, first time I ever – not an academic superstar. First time I felt um, valued. Intelligence became valued. I thought I had something to learn. I had something to offer. And that sent me on a very important journey, so I felt very lucky to have two years, and I right. would do it again. Uh, then off to Bennington College. Awesome. What can you say about a school where uh, I went to college as a virgin to a school where there were six uh, – Vir- How's that possible? A New York kid, like – No dope. Handsome, no handsome-looking guy like you. Yeah, no rugged. booze, no pot. I was like – I was just trying to breathe. You know, after right. I lost my parents, I'm just like, I'm going yeah. to make it. So how, I got the, I got how, the, how long did it take you to really get through the grieving of your parents? I mean, I, I lost my parents never. in my 20s, uh, so that was difficult. My brothers I had a very, very difficult time for it. You, 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 you never do lose that, right? It's no. always sits with Anybody you. who's real, I think you – I'm not saying that you make – hopefully you figure out a way to be present mm-hmm. and move forward for yourself in love, for your family in love, and your partner in love. It's not compartmentalized, and that's how I try to live as a right. photographer, as a human being, as a friend – and right. as a partner, you know, husband and a and a father. Right. So I feel that's really valuable. They all they they are they're all connected. They're all connected, right? And I think the more on the right. more I say without melodram- melodramatic behavior or guilt, I think laying it out straight to people. One of the things I love about you, John, yeah. and whether you're talking about wine, your family, right. life, politics, your career, your humor, uh, your love of food, life is believing in that line through, which is it's all connected, and I think that's really important. Right. Ralph's got no ed bu- edit button. When you say, Ralph, how are you doing today? Uh, t- take a step back. Here it comes. Everything's good. <laughs> My wife really would like it better if I didn't. I, I would like to get – if I'd done better in school, I'd have more words that were not in the structure of four letters. All right. Well, that's okay. So I'm trying. Fabu. That's my new Fa- one. Fabu. Fabu. Okay. That could be fabulous or, you know, for you New Yorkers out there or Bostonians, could mean a whole other thing. Do you know what word I miss? Fubar. Fubar. Do you know Fubar. Fubar, good um, military. That is yeah, a strong military. Yeah. I'd never serve. Thank yeah, you for all the people yeah. out there who uh, serve, but I have never been fubar or fubar. Yeah, so fubar is uh, fucked up beyond all recognition. Fubar. Yes. Let's bring it back. I think it's – well, we're probably living <laughs> in it right now. Yes. Oh, God. Let's, we'll get to that later. I just want to say the uh, yeah. wine is not that. Yeah. No, the wine is awesome. Exceptional. Uh, yeah. It's, it's getting better. It sits here and we drink it and – uh, it flows like the conversation. So Bennington College, what do you take in Bennington College? Well, my College. father was an important scene designer and light yep. designer, so I went there thinking that I would uh, follow his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, gifted like my father, uh, say humbly, had no interest in it, but was de- good at it, did well at it, and um, but found luckily a great woman named Mari Davis, who's a friend, said, hey, come in the dark room with us and like, figure this thing out. I think you'll like. I was taking 101. She was a mentor to younger students. Changed my life. Went in photography. Have I have very severe learning disabilities around dyslexia, mm-hmm. some executive function issues, and it was the first time I ever wow. Like you went in, took a picture of a cool friend like John, right. and put it, you know, put it in the developer, fixed it, and stop. Washed it the next day. Coming, hey John, I got something. John's like, wow, that's so cool. You're, and I was immediate, immediate like, you know, response. Right. And I thought I got to do this. But you know, I think uh, it touches on something that I, I, I see a lot and I think about a lot. 
is just the way kids are tested all constantly for their IQs and to get right. into school and all this stuff. And intelligence isn't a linear uh, concept. Uh, you know, back in the day, the 20s, 30s, and 1800s, kids learned by doing. They jumped on a tractor, it broke down, they fixed a tractor. They worked with the hands, 100%. and that had some kind of like neural firing where they grew, like that was their intellect, that was their brain power just uh, you know, yeah. growing. Um, and uh, you don't, there's not as much of that anymore. And it's interesting that that's what you were saying. You had some challenges, but isn't it interesting that it was actually something physical that kind of opened up your world? Uh, it wasn't about memorizing facts or, you know. Or... Yeah, I think I, I think you bring a really good point, which is just two things. One is you've taught me this a little bit about wine. I trust you as my expert. I am. Um, is, you know, how do you learn to find what you want to drink? And, you know, this was 15 years ago. It's like it's not a price issue. It's a taste and understanding. And maybe you love that place in Portugal or you love that place, you know, in Virginia. But it touches you sometimes. Or maybe you just like buying the cheapest wine at Giant because it's right. a turn-on. But if that's what t- makes it good for you, and I thought it was really empowering. And I find that a little bit of life is like that. You know, you've got to go and finding photography, caring about politics, good friends like you. Right. That's really um, the kind of thing. The marks that you kind of build off upon. I think you're right. You know, where you, STEM is it STEM versus STEAM? Right. Like, what do you do? You got to find your place in the world. And I think that's really the most important part yeah. that parents forget. It's Finding like, a purpose, right? Yeah, giving kids passion. Like right. I say, listen, you know, passion and commitment to that, and then that'll take you somewhere. Right. Exactly. I, I tell my kids all day: find what you love, right. and the rest will follow. Um, I'm not a big proponent of like just go. It's just all academic. Be a lawyer. Be a doctor. It's it's lots of, as we know, very unhappy, successful people. And that's because they don't follow what they love. Um, And it's a very simple idea, uh, but it's not always easy to execute. Also, you know, passion can affect success in multiple ways for people. And you've got to use that because it's what pulls you through. Find what you love. I also find the same with art. I used to... um, a joke would go to the museum and everyone's standing in front of these, particularly like modern art. It's just kind of, it's everything's very subjective, right? Yeah. And I used to love just standing in front of the fire extinguisher and staring at it and see how many people would then stand behind me and stare at the fire extinguisher. But see, that comment. says something about you, John, yeah. which is that, <laughs> that I'm I moron? believe that too. Because, no, I believe that too because, you know, we have a friend who's uh, an artist and will go to some great exhibition and my kids will be like, I could do that. And my friend says very saltily to them, hey, did you? Did you do it? Right. Ah. So, why is it art? Well, did you do it? Then you can discuss, you know, whether you you have that in you right. or not. Right. I'll tell you a bad story. Gail and I were at the Whitney, and there was a, a security guard guarding this exhibit, and it was a modern sculpture, um, and it had string and plastic bottles and sand and rocks, and I mean, it really, it to me, very much looked like just a bunch of junk. I, I saw that down. I think I saw the exhibition down <laughs> right. on Main Street in Wellfleet. <laughs> right. Down at the salty, right? Right. Was it imported from right. salty, right from <laughs> right. Wellfleet, or is this yeah. the real deal? So, in my kind of deadpan way, just Gail and I at the Whitney, I go over to the security guard, and I pretend like I'm going to touch one of the strings or the plastic. It was a plastic water bottle, and and he looked at me very sternly and shook his head no, and I said, oh, right, because I mean I could do like seventy five, ninety cents worth of damage to this thing, right? And he just looked at me, and he finally cracked a smile, and Gail, and of course my wife. So used to it, she just kind of laughed and walked off, embarrassed. But um, that's kind of the way I feel about. You know, I'm kind of happy that the changes that America is taking because you know, next time I hope the guy just throws you to the floor, arrests you, hits you with a stun gun. Don't mess with artists. Yeah, no, I, I look, mean, why would you want to attack everyone's going to insult in this country? Now you're going to attack artists. Okay. As you said, okay. you he know, did it. I, I mean, didn't. Right, I could have strung together some recyclable products. The poor and, guard. Uh, the poor guard guy. Yeah. Is, this, is this a test? Is right. This guy sent from headquarters. All right. 
So you lost your virginity in college. We don't need great details, but you did. I want to say um, about <laughs> I'm, that, that. I'm looking at Ralph, and he's thinking about do I name names, and he's not going. To. I just want to say. Okay. I just want to say. Listen, okay. uh, I want to thank Martine Van Loon Boomkamp, <laughs> who is an incredible woman, and okay. I just want to say that when she took up with that other guy and then came back to me, and I was too proudful. I just want to say, if I could go back 50 years, sure. Martine, I would take you back. Right. Yeah. Thank you for – I don't know what that what that thing that happened to my neck with you, but I just want to say thank you for it. And you know what? I love following you Facebook. Right. You're still an incredibly beautiful, artistic person, and I wish you a beautiful life. Right. And uh, you're amazing. I So when I see ex-girlfriends, uh, sometimes with uh, their new boyfriends or husbands or whatever, I will kind of you know, at one point in a conversation say, you know that whole clam in the octopus thing? Um, I, I taught her that. Yeah. I, I just just to say. have them like look at me. I just want to say, make it interesting. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you know, Jonesy. Right. You know, right. Madeline. Don't like, you know, I married Linda, which has been the best choice of my life. Yeah. But like Martine Van Loo and Boomkamp. <laughs> I just love that name. I'm just saying, it's real. It's yeah. real. Uh, so out of Bennington, you leave Bennington. Uh, you Leave's a better you, word. You That's the perfect lived, word. Yeah. Not graduate, leave. <laughs> leave. Okay. So didn't graduate. Yeah, you want, uh, I can tell you. I mean, it was awesome. I will never forget the phone call. So, uh, major photography. Okay, now I've been making my money for 30 years. I don't know how happy about Linda is, but I've been paying the bills for 30 years as a photographer. Love every day of it. Had some good times in it. Uh, never had a bad time. Seen some amazing things. And uh, I just will say that uh, I failed my major. Uh, then I failed another part of my major. And my sister, who Hope Allswing, who I love, and my sister, Fran... Kind of come to reality moment. You will leave school. So, uh, and there were a few choices. Uh, stay with my crazy microbiotic girlfriend. That was awesome. Microbiotics. I want to tell. Thank God that craze went. Vegan is bad enough. God rest your soul, right. Anthony Bourdain. I miss you every day, brother. Right. Uh, I just want to say uh, it was interesting. I came out of school, uh, departed school, as I would say, mm. and I. Thank God to Annabelle Bentley in the HR department at Newsweek Magazine. I wrote 70. Now all of you younger people out there, believe it, you had to type 70 cover letters from a thing called the Literary Marketplace, which was every publication from small to large. I wrote Newsweek, and they took me in as an intern. Annabelle Bentley sent me to Karen Malarkey, and who I love dearly, incredibly talented woman of her generation, photo editor. She took me in and started my photo career at Newsweek in New York and uh, saved me. Uh, I think my family's happy because I went back to college uh, and moved right on. So this is funny because I was looking up uh, some of your info and it said you just described it as I finagled uh, a, a tryout. Yeah, for the I, to, so I, I love that. I love that. Finagled for a tryout. Yeah. It's de- that is definitely a Ralphism. Like, yeah, okay, there's some shit here. Yeah, I Let's, just want to say this okay. is what I would do. Okay. You want to learn about wine, find out where John hangs. Right. Bring a bottle, good bottle. And have him open and talk to him. He'll teach you what it is. You don't need sommeliers, any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Whatever that famous course where you become a master taster where they right. wear that little grapes with that cup right. around their thing. John can give you <laughs> yeah, one. You don't yeah. have to know. And you just go right in. He'll tell you how it works, okay? Right. So that's my view. So I basically did that. I um, I uh, was able to, pre-computers, I would look up a thing called the day book. It would tell me the president, the you know the candidate, Clinton, is staying today at Pebble Beach. And I would go... And you and knew I they call, were looking for a photographer for the White House. So I knew Pebble Beach. They were saying okay. the Hilton, in, you know, in California. Right. I would then call Bob McNeely, and I call him at six in the morning because I knew he'd sleep. I say, Bob, this is Ralph. Click. <laughs> call. Bob, this is Ralph. Click. I'd be like, 
Bob, he's like, I don't have anything for you. Don't call me again. Click. So I'd wait like a day. He'd be, you know, in Houston. Bob, this is Ralph. I need a job. So I did that basically too. He hired me. So the president, the Clinton won. Persistent. Yeah. Persistent. One day he called me. Like, he called right. me like literally right when the president won. He goes, hey, can you come to work right now? It's Sunday. So yeah. you didn't have, you didn't submit photos. You submit nothing. You no. Just, this I is just, for the White House. This is the White House. The first family is leaving. Go to the diplomatic reception room. Photograph them. I walk in. It's the whole first family, Mrs. Kelly, Mrs. Rodham, Mr. Rodham. And they're like, and Mr. Rodham, you know, is not, he's a sweet guy, not doing well. At that time, he goes, hey, my daughter's the first lady. Don't mess this up. Nice Chicago guy. It's like, yes, sir. (laughs) So I took some pictures. They liked him. Eight years later, I finished out with the Clintons. And I want to say, uh, if it wasn't for the president, first lady, I would not be where I am. I met my wife. I make a living because of them. I'm a blue team through and through, and uh, I just want to thank them desperately for everything they've done for me and the country. So uh, th- there's uh, – I just want to kind of drill down a little bit on it. So you do those first set of photos, and they look at them and they go, wow, these are fantastic. And then they're like, this is our guy. He's going to be our photographer for the next four years, then potentially eight I think years. it was a day-by-day day with them. I mean, Mrs. Okay. Clinton and the There president. were no other photographers, though, at no, the time, were there? No, there were four okay. of us, but I think All I was a touch-and-go. I think I was on yeah. a date. Most people were given – you were given a contract. You serve at the pleasure mm. of the presidency. I was the first photographer I, I in love history. that. At the pleasure of the presidency. Yes. Yeah. I was the first photographer. I was on a day-to-day contract. The right. president's like, yes, come back tomorrow. The first lady's, yes, we like you. Everybody else was given four years. But me, okay. my, my ability to talk too much, get into trouble – uh, usually, I was only for eight years. I was a day to day. I would go right. and check with the president. Yes, come back. I'd check with the so, did lady. you sh- actually share some yucks with uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary, or was it very professional? Like, is it yeah, just I mean, it's arm's length all I'll the time? You, my, it was yucks yeah. all the time. I mean, we were just laughing hysterically. Yeah. I mean, they just, they, you know, they especially somebody didn't graduate college around the most important minds in the world. They, sure, I, no, I he's a Rhodes like, Scholar. Hillary is one yeah. of the smartest I mean, people I, on the planet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought I had everything. Pol- I mean, political wise, yeah, so. I thought I. I have so much to offer these people. I, got right. to, I should just talk all the time. So I was right. just I was talking all the time to them. They just they loved it all. Right. I mean, I probably had about. I could see you going to like Bill Hilly. Where do you go? Where do you get your bagels from? Oh, you don't you don't want bagels from there. They have horrible gravlux. This is where you need to go because you are the king of. This is the best dumpling. This is the best bagel. This is yeah. the best gravlux. This is the best steak au poivre. You're yeah. that guy. Yeah, and you're giving them advice, no doubt. At oh, this every point. day. No, I <laughs> no. never said a word in eight years. Right. Believe okay. it or not, but yeah. they, there were a few moments. When uh, I mean, like I give, I will always thank uh, the first lady at the time. Uh, give me, she heard that I was dating Linda, and uh, she calls me to the front of the plane. She says, "Hey, listen, I hear it's getting close with Linda. I'm really glad to hear it. I have no idea what she sees in you." But- <laughs> she didn't say that. Did you? <laughs> Because if so, she's, then she's funnier than I think she is. That's great. She's really funny. Yeah. So anyway, so she t- loves hot sauce. The people know this about she loves hot sauce. So she, I come to the front of the plane. It's all women in the front of the plane. She goes, I hear, so you're doing it. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get engaged at Linda. She goes, that's great. Like, how do you know that? She goes, I'm the first lady. You don't ask questions like that. <laughs> so out, well, the whole time she's shaking like hot sauce on my right. food. And it's like right. angelata day on the plane. Right. Love Mexican food. I take a bite. I can't talk. So right. she just says to me, this house going to work. Linda deserves everything. You can't do enough for her. The ring can't be big enough or shiny. Go take care of it. She then pushes the seat with her foot. And the seat slides back. She goes, if you want the food, take it. If you want, get up and leave. Go back to the plane. So I went back to the plane. I still choked up. Couldn't eat the secret service. Like, what happened? I said, I don't know. I think there's like some nerve agent in my throat. And the guy was like. She hit you with some sarin gas. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, that's the new stuff we gave her to like hit people up. I was like, perfect. Did me in. So that was, you know, led to my favorite facts ever. 
So when you're at the White House, there's like different ways to fax things. I ask them, don't buy the ring at this place. Can we do it together? No. I get a fax from Atlanta. I don't remember. It's Galt Jewelers. I can't remember. Anyway, what? family, all the rings from. All I remember is the guy walks up and he goes, sir, I have a fax for you. I said, awesome. He goes, how's your wallet? I said, it feels good. He said, your wallet's about to burn <laughs> in your pocket, <laughs> sir. Right. So I open up. It's just black, 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 a big spot of silver, something I can't see, and then a price. Oof. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I just want to say thank you, Credit Card America. Kept me married. I'm still paying for the ring, but it was everything was worth it. So how did you actually meet Linda? So let's get to this. Awesome. She was on Air Force One. Yeah, so she was on a trip, uh, Martin Luther King Day. And what I was knew, she doing for the Clinton she administration? Was, she was a reporter for U.S. News. She walked. I walked by her. I didn't pay any attention to her because she was so beautiful. I just thought, this is way out of my league. Just better go sit in the back of the, pl- train, right. uh, the bus. We went out, got on the plane, flew to Atlanta. And I look across Martin Luther King where his tomb is, and I see this incredibly striking woman. I thought, I, listen, I'm going bald. I'm fattening quickly. <laughs> I have a card that says White House Photographer with a gold seal. And it, we're getting close to the end of the administration. The gold is starting to chip off the seal. Like, if I don't use these cards soon, I'm not going to – it's like this, – it's kind of sad. This is what Ralph does well. Yeah, so I just go over and go, hey – I just had the best southern food ever. She goes, well, I'm from Atlanta. I said, well, then you got it. You should know about this place. She's like, I don't know anything about that place. Anyway, so, you know, Linda, beautiful woman. I thought she spells her name Coleman, hopefully like the heir to the Coleman lamp fortune. No, mm-hmm. it's a K, K-U-L-M-A-N. So mm-hmm. we meet at the Varsity, which is a great place. Clinton's in there. I bring her out, some fries, a big hot dog. Love the way she loves food. She has a big O. And that, that's a drink, by the way, the big O. <laughs> at the Varsity. Okay, I don't want you know. I know I don't know who listens to this cast all the time, but I want you. This right. is this is this is a family conversation. Yeah. So we'll, she has we'll a talk big about o. the big O some other time. She has a big. Yeah. yeah we'll come back. That's yeah. all about wine. Yeah. There's a big O. She has a big O. We fall madly in love. Uh, anyway, just did late. Uh, Linda wants to be kissed on the first date. I'm not that kind of guy. I just want to lay that out there. If you ever see me, she wants to be kissed on the first date. She calls her friend, tells her we're getting married. We move in together. Two years later, we get married. Wow. Best decision she ever made. Yeah. <laughs> She's an amazing woman and also an incredibly successful successful writer. Uh, often yeah, I don't read, books. so I have no um, idea, but she seems to know her stuff. She's, she's, she's pretty genius. Yeah, John reads, so yeah, I'm, I trust him. We're going to close out with one embarrassing story with a bottle of wine and maybe you I'll, – I'll leave you with the best one maybe. Okay, so <laughs> uh, we're in Bahia, which is in Brazil. I tell everybody to go there. Carnival is two weeks, not one. So we we're see Ola Doom, incredible – uh, mixture of human beings, drummers, shirts off, first lady, staff, everybody's going nuts in the staff. They leave. Off we go. Two in the morning, we're at the pool. Wild, wild craziness. Wine, beer. Um, there's a crazy moonshine they drink there. Anyway, morning, I decide, best thing to do is shower, shave, into the suit. It's like 110 degrees in Bahia. I go up to the first lady's floor, secure floor, and I just sit down. And I say to one of the agents, whatever you do, don't leave my ass here. <laughs> don't do it. Door opens up. First lady, hair towel, uh, bathrobe. Can I talk to you? Yes, ma'am. That probably was about wow tenth of a second too long to get yeah, up. Yeah, so that, I had feel, to get up. that goes, feels like you, the high school so When principal. you talk to me, yeah. can you please get up and talk to me? I said, absolutely psyched. Wow. Just okay. get everybody up. I want to know what happened. And... Five o'clock in the morning, I'm working on my speech. The last voice I hear, five o'clock in the morning, it's now seven, Ralph. I'm working on my speech. Last voice I hear from the pool, I hear your voice. You show up today. 
I want good pictures. <laughs> so she, she she knew you hung over. She's like, she didn't know what was going on. But she said, "Last it's, it's game there. time, Ralph." She goes, "She goes, last voice there at five a.m. when I'm working on the and all the staff. Right. I, could, I didn't hear the voice, but I expect everybody to be ready." Yeah. So I'm knocking everybody's door. So you know, again, Hillary taught me how to game up and you know yeah. be a man. So yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you, yeah. Secretary. Should we talk two seconds about where we are politically in the country because you are a political animal? It might be the wine, but I'm just going to make a deep prediction here. Go to Vegas on this. Trump, 2020, four more years. The economy, the economy is starting to affect people for the first time with high school degrees and lower. Their wages are going up. That's how you win elections, and Trump will win on that on 2020. Wow. Okay. My, oh, so I'm going to close it. He's My looking friend. good. By the way, uh, you should uh, see him. If you could see him, uh, the smiles are huge. He's, I don't know where he just went. He I'm ran out of the sweating. room. He's ran out of the room. I'm sweating. I want to say, you know, for a positive guy, I wanted to see if I could break him down. <laughs> I and I want to say, he looked like, you know when you have a fish out of the boat in the Cape, and you're thinking like, wow, that blue fish, maybe it's a great white. In my mind, it's probably just a small, like, schoolie. Right. But I am beating the great white with a mallet. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. The economy will go down. It's going to tank. Uh, partly due to the tariffs, partly due to just the economy running so strong for so long. Um, the numbers are kind of um, – I think the numbers are fabricated. I think there's lots of people buying their own stocks to elevate the stock market. Um, I, so I think it will crash. And ultimately, uh, when the economy crashes, people will change horses. And at the same time, while changing horses, realize, wow, did we really treat our fellow humans like this over the last four years? And it's bullshit. Whatever happens, I know because of John – <laughs> yeah. The world yeah. will be drinking good wine through it all. All you about to start school out there, parents, a little bit of advice. When the kid come home and said, I've been bullied. My daughter came home, started middle school last year. She was bullied. I said, we don't, in all swang, Coleman family, there is no bullying. There's three choices. Make the person your friend. Second, find another direction to that place in life. Mm-hmm. Third, knock them down the flight of stairs. As they're falling down the stairs, jump like Wonder Woman, crush them. <laughs> and then when they stand up, Right. Jump on their backs one more time and then never look at them in the eye again and walk up the stairs. I like that. Wow. 12 years ago, uh, we were in your car going to Provincetown. You had Sam in the car. I had my son Harry, same age, in the car. We're going out of P-Town. We pull into a parking lot and the parking lot's full. Somebody's pulling out in the back, but the guy's like, no way. He's shutting Ralph off. And Ralph says, uh, hold on. Hold on one second. And he turns to me and he goes, I got to show Sam the hustle. So he puts it in park. He goes out. He starts talking to the guy. Look, we're going to be an hour. We're hitting the best dumplings in P-Town. We're out one hour. Can you please just squeeze us in there? And the guy stops and he goes, okay, sure, pull in. And the hustle, the human connection, um, the perseverance, the persistence to get the job, uh, the hustle, human connection. You can't outsource that shit to Bangalore. Um, Definitely it is not. what we do and uh, what everybody should learn to do. The human connection is so powerful. I've done the same thing for my son, Harry. I've turned to him a couple of times when things look impossible. Uh, oh, wow, we can't do this or we've been shut down. I turn to Harry sometimes and go, here comes the hustle. Watch. Now let's talk about Raw Bar. <laughs> so we do a little In D.C., next- <laughs> in, in, in Cape Cod yeah. and Wellfleet, all okay, you good. coming up anytime besides John will lay you out with the, the, you know, the wine solutions. There's a little place called Arnold's. Long, long line, good fried food, great lobster roll, okay? But I don't go there. There's a fine family that runs the back bar area, good wines, great beer. The best raw bar on the Cape is at Arnold's. Cut the line, go to the back. Remember, they take only cash. 
The bigger the tip, the qual- the better quality you get. <laughs> Big, whatever beer you're into, maybe a Cape Cod Red, and eat them till you have to pass out. <laughs> I think last year we did four dozen. I, I don't know if I could do it this year. We did two dozen Little Necks, two dozen uh, Wellfleets, and a couple of pints, and I think I came home and napped for three hours afterwards. The good news about this is yeah. I've had them this whole time we've been on this podcast. They're pre-shucking. That's how hungry I am today. <laughs> All right, I want to thank Ralph, and Ralph uh, is an amazing photographer, so if you need his uh, business, where do, they, where do they find you, www.ralphphoto.com. Right, and okay. uh, look at his, uh, his, his past photos. Listen, I need work because I buy my wine from John, and I want to make sure I have money to buy his wine. <laughs> there you go. So, again, www.ralphphoto.com. All the money from who hires me from this podcast goes directly to John. Cheers to my friend Ralph. Cheers to John. Best in class. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check us out at dotjpodcast.com. Until then, I'll see you at the bar.